Nick is answering you in Ashley Heron, Remnant Church. We're just excited to be able to share with you on today. Uh, it's our virtual worship service. We are under inclement weather here in Oklahoma City, Midwest City area. And so today we are coming to you via Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and our website and other platforms that we stream our service on. And we wanted to get the word out today. We know today is Valentine's Day. And so we want to wish everyone a very happy Valentine's Day and let you know that God loves you. Jesus loves you. John 3 and 16 says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's God's will for your life to know that he loves you unconditionally. And we just want to share with you today the word of God. We're going to pray. Father God, we thank you today for this day. This is the day you've made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we just appreciate you this morning, how you have been good to us. You've blessed us on this February. We thank you, God, for you've been blessing us all year long, God, even bringing us through the COVID-19 pandemic and other things we've been going through and dealing with. We know that you love us and you care about us, and today, we're here to hear word from you. The prophet Jeremiah asks, is there any word from the Lord? And there is a word from the Lord. And so we thank you that you sent your word to us to heal us. And we ask that your word be a lamp unto our feet this morning, a light unto our path, that you would speak to our hearts, give us an ear to hear what your spirit and your voice is saying. And we're praying even now for every person under the sound of our voice, whether they are listening to us locally or from some other place throughout the country or the world, God, that you would touch them, that you would heal them, that you would bless them, that you would come and see about their needs. We thank you, God, because you are our healer and our deliverer, and we wait in expectation of you, and we thank you today because we are under the blood of Jesus, and you cover us. We thank you, God, that that blood is red, and we thank you that red, as we have used it to symbolize a heart, is a symbol of love, that your blood, you died because you loved us, and your blood covers us, and it covers a multitude of sins. You said without the shedding of blood, there is no remissions of sin. So we thank you this morning that our sins have been washed away, that we have been made right in your sight, and we thank you today that there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we thank you this morning that this word would go out and that it would impact and touch hearts and lives, transform marriages, families, God, in relationships in all areas, that you would connect us to the kingdom of God. We thank you that we have a kingdom connection this morning with Jesus Christ, and you are Lord of our life, and we glorify you and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. We're so glad to be here this morning as my husband, Pastor Anthony, was saying, we're just happy to be in the house of the Lord. And as is our custom here at the Remnant Church, we are coming together this Sunday. We generally come together on this Valentine's Sunday to team, preach, or teach. And we just believe that there is a word from the Lord today. And today we're going to be talking about why kingdom connections matter. We've been in this series this month on kingdom connection, and it's such a powerful series because connection is so important in our life. And so we want to talk about why kingdom connections matter. And we're going to use as our backdrop from our for our teaching today, Judges chapter 16. We're going to really be diving into the story, very familiar story of Samson and Delilah. And we're going to talk about from that story um, why kingdom connections matter. We're going to read this morning, starting in Judges, um, Judges chapter 16, verse 4. Um, we're going to read, well, I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, one day Samson went to the Philistine town of Gaza and spent the night with the prostitute. Word soon spread that Samson was there. So the men of Gaza gathered together and waited all night at the town gates. They kept quiet during the night, saying to themselves, when the light of morning comes, we will kill him. Read down to verse 4. It says, sometime later, Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah, who lived in the valley of Sorek. 
the rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, Entice Samson to tell you what makes him so strong. How can he be overpowered and tied up securely? Then each of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me what makes you so strong, what it would take to tie you up securely. Samson replied, If I were tied up with seven new bowstrings that have not yet been dried, I would become as weak as anyone else. So the Philistine rulers brought Delilah seven new bowstrings. She tied Samson up with them. She had hidden some men in one of the inner rooms of her house, and she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson snapped the bowstrings as a piece of string snaps when it is burned by a fire, so the secret of his strength was not discovered. Verse 10 says, Afterward, Delilah said to him, You've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now please tell me how you can be tied up securely. So Samson replied, If I were tied up with brand new ropes that had never been used, I would become as weak as anyone else. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him with them. The men were hiding in the inner room as before, and Delilah cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But again, Samson snapped the ropes from his arms as if they were thread. And then Delilah said, you've been making fun of me and telling me lies. Now tell me how you can be tied up securely. Samson replied, if you were to weave the seven braids of my hair into the fabric on your loom and tighten it with the loom shuttle, I would become as weak as anyone else. So while he slept, Delilah wove the seven braids of his hair into the fabric. Then she tightened it with the loom shuttle, and she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. But Samson woke up, pulled back the loom shuttle, yanked his hair away from the loom and the fabric. Delilah, Delilah pouted, how can you tell me I love you when you don't share with me your secret? You've made fun of me three times now, and you still haven't told me what makes you so strong. So she tormented him while her nagging, with her nagging, day after day, until he was sick of it. Verse 17 of Judges chapter 16 says, Finally, Samson shared his secret with her. He said, My hair has never been cut, he confessed, for I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as anyone else. The word of the Lord is blessed. And so we know the story. It's familiar to us. We've learned it in our, our Sunday school classes. And we always talk about this strength of Samson and how um, he was seduced by Delilah. But my question today, was Samson truly seduced by Delilah or did Delilah really show Samson who she was from the very beginning? Let's talk about Samson and who he was. Samson was a judge. He was called of God to be a deliverer of God's people. He was to deliver them from the hands of the Philistines. But right before Samson was even born at conception, before conception, um, God visited his parents and told them that the angel of the Lord visited them and told them that he was to be set apart. He was to be a Nazarite. That means separate, set apart. His hair was not to be cut. There were certain things that his mother was not to eat and she was not to consume of because there was a special anointing um, on Samson's life. Samson was gifted. He had a special God-given assignment. Many of us have a God 
God-given assignment. But what Samson did was he had a weakness. He had a place um, where the enemy could come in and strip him of that God-given assignment. And so as we're talking about kingdom connections, when you have been set apart by God and when God has given you an assignment, when he has purposed you with God-given destiny, you have to be so very careful who and what you connect to, who you connect to, what you connect to, what opportunities you join yourself with. So if we just get a great understanding of what it means to connect, uh, to connect is to join or fasten something together. When we talk about kingdom connection, we talked about be- we're talking about being joined and fastened together through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, when we are connected in the kingdom, uh, the thing that fastens us is God's love, his blood uh, that he shed for us, uh, being obedient to his will and his way. That is what kingdom connection is all about. And so when we are connected to things that are not uh, are not tied together through the blood of Jesus Christ, when we're connected to things that are not kingdom minded or kingdom focused, I want to tell you today that you are, in fact, in an entanglement. And so as we talk about Samson and Delilah and why kingdom connections matter, we're really making this comparison and contrast of what it means to be in a kingdom connection versus what it means to be in an entanglement. And so let's talk about Delilah. Uh, Delilah was one that um, uh, that theologians say was more than likely a prostitute. She was a, a temple prostitute. She was one that laid in the temple, and men were able to utilize and uh, uh, her the way in the way in which they wanted to. She was one that was um, excited by greed and money and those sorts of things. And so, when the people, the rulers of Philistine, when they came to her, they said, "We will give you eleven hundred pieces of silver if you entice." Samson to tell you what makes him so strong. Basically, we will pay you to uh, get to the bottom of what is the thing that's different about him. What is the thing that separates him from the rest of us? The thing that keeps him um, encouraged when everybody else is down. The thing that keeps him able to elude our devices and elude our traps. What is that thing? And so they Tell her, we will give you 1,100 pieces of silver if you will do this. And because Samson had saw and felt delight from her, he was willing to intertwine himself and connect himself with Delilah. Because Samson, you can go back to chapter 14 and you can see that Samson's weakness was always women. In chapter 14 of Judges, he asks his parents, he begs his parents um, to give him as a groom to the Philistine woman. He wanted to take a Philistine woman as his bride. And his parents say, why must you go and take a Philistine woman? Is there not someone in our tribe that's good enough for you to marry? But his eyes led him. His emotions led him. He was tempted by his lustful desire, and he was led by his emotions. How many times have we been tempted? How many times have we been led by our emotions, led by our desire to be something, to belong to something, led by our desire for for belonging, for love, led by our desire for physical touch, led by our desire for money, for power. And we've been led by these desires into connections that become entanglement. Kingdom connections matter. And that's what we're preaching about this morning. If we look at Samson in his life, we understand that he was called. He had an assignment. There was something special that the Lord deposited in him. Just like all of us, God has a call and an assignment. But many are called, a few are chosen. And when the Lord calls us, he calls us. And he, he chastens those who he loves. The Lord wants us to be in fellowship and relationship with him. He wants us to desire him more than we desire anything or anyone else. It's important that we have connections in life. Connections are important in, in our family, in, our, in the world of business. They're important in ministry. They're important in all types of relationships we have as we go through life. 
But we need to have kingdom connections. We need to understand that the kingdom is about Christ. Christ is the king, and we belong to him if we are a believer. And we need to place ourselves in a position to stay in tune so we can listen to his voice and not be drawn away from him and enticed by other things or other places or other people that have a hidden agenda. See, Delilah had an agenda. She was in relationship with another kingdom. She was in fellowship with the Philistines. The Bible says that the rulers of the Philistines came to her. Listen, are you in connection with folk or people or places that are ruled by the authority of Jesus Christ? Or are you in fellowship with things that are connected to things that have ulterior motives or agendas? Listen, when we come to Christ, he doesn't have a hidden agenda. His doors and his, his message is open. He loves us. He wants to experience the best of him. He wants us to have an abundant life. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And listen, Delilah, what represents here the plot of the enemy. What is the plot of the enemy? To take from us. The plot of the enemy is to rob us of our purpose and our destiny. And oftentimes it's in a place where we sell ourselves short because we are weak. You see, if you look at Delilah's name and studied that, it, it means feeble. It means weakness. And listen, this is what Delilah represented, something, an area of feebleness and weakness. But listen, we need to stay in close relationship with God. Paul said, Lord, your strength is made perfect in our weakness. Listen, Samson's strength was in his hair, but really his strength wasn't just in the physical thing. It was in God. It came from God. So we need to stay in connection fasten, join together with God in all things and be in a place where we understand when there are other things that come to, to hinder us, to destroy us, to distract us from the, what he wants to do. Because see, this is the enemy. He has a plot. He has a plan. He has a kingdom. And listen, Delilah wanted to know what Samson's secret was. Tell me what makes you so strong. What makes you so strong? What do we need to do to get over you to overpower you and that's what the enemy wants to do in all of our lives he wants to take our strength he wants to take our courage he wants to take our hope and our hope is supposed to be in God and nothing else he wants to rob us of our purpose and our destiny he wants to overpower us so we can be ruled by him but listen we need to stay under the authority of God we didn't be, we shouldn't be seduced we shouldn't be seduced we shouldn't be enticed we need to understand that God is not one that plays tricks. God is not one that hides from us. But listen, he says, I love you. I care about you. And I want you to be connected to Christ because our connections matter. Our connections matter. Amen. And we're talking about, as we talk about uh, Delilah, as Pastor Anthony said, we shouldn't be seduced. We shouldn't be enticed. And the thing about Delilah is she attempted four times she asked the question four times, Samson, what is it that makes you so strong? She showed Samson who she was. Um, she didn't, it wasn't that she came out the blue and, and, and asked the question. She asked, she was persistent four times. And how many times has the enemy showed us exactly what he's trying to do? How many times have we connected ourselves to something and we know that it is um depleting our power we know that it is making our us weak we know that our anointing is not as strong as it was before we know that we don't have as much joy as we did before but we continue in the cycle of the thing uh, Samson continued in the cycle of the thing and he almost made a game out of it I know that you're trying to uh, take my strength I know that you're trying to lure me into this trick but I'm just going to keep dodging you I'm going to keep just giving you this answer and that answer but he did it so much until he the enemy like he always does he wore him down the bible says that he was so sick and tired of her nagging he it says in in the new living trans translation uh, that he was sick to death 
of her nagging and her persistence in asking that he finally told her the secret of his strength. And that's what the enemy does. He he wears us down to the point where our anointing is depleted. He wears us down to where we don't want to pray. We don't want to fast. We don't have the joy. We don't have the strength that we used to have. He wears us down to a point where he can overpower us and overtake us. And that's all the enemy wants to do. And that's what Delilah did to Samson. She overpowered and she she wore him down to the point where he couldn't do anything else but tell the secret. And I love what verse 20 says. It says that he told her um, the secret to his strength and then he fell asleep in her lap. And as he fell asleep in her lap, she brought the people in to begin shaving his head. And when she woke him up saying what she had said three times before, the Philistines are here to capture you. And that time he got up thinking that I had tricked you before. I've dodged you before. You know, I've stayed in this thing. That's how we do. We stay in places and stay with people we know are not right for us, but because things are going well in our life or because uh, God is still blessing in another area because, you know, we still know how to pray. We still know how to get to God. We think we're doing all right. Instead of walking completely away, we try to teeter-totter in both sides, and that's what Samson was doing. He was teeter-tottering. He was trying to throw her off and trick her here, but that fourth time when he told her and he fell asleep in her lap and they shaved his head, the Bible says that he woke up when she said the Philistines are here, thinking that like all the other times before, that he would be able to overpower them, not knowing that his strength had left them. And the Bible says in verse 20, the the Lord left him. And we know that we talk about his strength being in his hair, but as Pastor Anthony said, his strength came from God. And so what really left him was God. He lost his anointing. He lost the power. He lost what was behind all of that that he was doing, which was God. And so that's how we are. We the, the devil overpowers and he wears us down to the place where we've ducked and dodged and we teeter totter. And then when we really need the Lord, we realize we don't have that anointing anymore. We realize that that gift has left us. We realize that that joy has left us. And so we're talking about kingdom connection, and we're doing this comparison and contrast between kingdom connection and entanglement because most oftentimes the things that we are connected to, the things that we are entangled by are things that we enjoy, things that we walked into and we connected ourselves with because they brought us some type of pleasure or they brought us some type of status change that we enjoy or some type of increase in finances or some type of increase in our significance in society. And so Samson was lured to Delilah because she caught his eye. She was pleasing to his sight. She was pleasing to him in the sense of this weakness that he had for women. And so uh, uh, she she comes into his life, but she comes into his life in uh, little by little. She overtakes and overpowers him. And that's how connections that are not kingdom connections, that's how entanglements do. They just start little. They take your time first. And they may even take some of your resources, your money, because you got to pay dues to this or you got to buy gifts for that or whatever the whatever it may be. They take your money. They take your time. And little by little, over time, you begin to realize that you're not in the place with God that you used to be, that you don't have the anointing you used to have, that you don't have the power to pray through like you used to pray, that things don't happen for you the way they used to happen because One day you wake up like Samson and you realize not only is my strength gone, but the Lord has left me. You know, that's so good. We don't want the Lord to leave us. He said in his word that he would never leave us nor forsake us, that he would be with us always. But we have to be careful that we don't allow the enemy to cause us to walk away from God because we are searching and longing for something else to fill a void that only God can fill. See, there was something that was missing in Samson's life. Really, what was it? He didn't fully understand that Delilah was there as a trap to dare to tangle and tie him up. That was never God's will. It was never God's intent. And Samson knew. He knew what his strength was. He knew where his strength lied. And Delilah wanted to find out. Listen, the enemy is after us, 
And listen, he doesn't tempt us with anything we don't like. It may not be a, 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 a relationship with a person. Maybe it's a mindset. It's a, a thought process. It's an opportunity that presents itself. Listen, the enemy understands that we are human. He understands that we have weakness. But listen, we have to allow God to make his strength perfect in us. We got to understand that we are fighting against the system of the mnemonic kingdom. But listen, God is greater. If we read 1 John 2 and 16, it says, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. Listen, what connections are in your life? What has pulled you away from God? What are you using to fill a void of silence? Listen, where have you not waited for God? Where have you allowed the enemy to rob you of your kingdom impact and kingdom influence? See, that's what Samson had. His power helped him to help secure the people of God. Listen, you have a kingdom impact and a kingdom influence that God wants to work through your life. So many of our institutions, our families, our relationships, our ministries, our schools are not strong because we are entangled. We are overpowered because we've fallen in love with the wrong system. We're falling in love with the wrong thing. Our devotion lies in the wrong place. Listen, our devotion needs to be God more than anything else in 2021. Kingdom connections, relationships matter. And listen, it's not about judging people or throwing people away. But listen, you've got to have a, a confidence and an assurance and a love for your own self to love God like God says to love him. Deuteronomy 6 and 4, he said, love me with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. Listen, God needs to be in every fabric of our life. Listen, Delilah wanted to get in the fabric of Samson's hair because she understood that there was some power because Samson told her, listen, he gave her permission. The enemy does what we give him permission to do. And you've got to tell the devil, you don't have permission anymore in my life. Listen, what have you allowed to wreak havoc in your home? What have you allowed to wreak havoc in your life? What has pulled you away from God? The connection that matters the most. Listen, it's time for us not to be seduced and not to ignore. As Pastor Ashley said, sometimes we ignore the warning signs. Listen, when someone or when the enemy, he reveals himself to you, believe him the first time. When someone shows you what they really are and who they really are, believe them. Don't ignore the warning signs. Listen, right from the beginning, even if we look at her name, feeble, listen, she was there to produce a weakness in him. But it wasn't the weakness of God. God understands we are human. He understands we need him. He understands that we are nothing without him. But the enemy is looking for that opportunity to, to creep into our heart. And we've got to guard our heart. You look at Proverbs. He says to guard your heart. For Proverbs 4 and 23, keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Listen, we've got so many issues. And a lot of our issues stem from relationships that we have placed ourselves in, things that we have connected ourselves to that are wreaking havoc in our life. The, the complete Jewish Bible says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the source of life's consequences. Everything we do has consequences. We have choices to make. And Stanson made the choice that I'm going to tell Delilah where my strength lies. But we've got to guard our heart. Listen, what are you in love with? The Bible says Samson fell in love with Delilah. That word there, love, meant to desire. What do you desire more than God? To love. I love Ashley. She's my wife. We've been married going on 13 years now. But I don't love her more than I love God because I can't love her right if I don't love God right. Listen, our desire, our love first has to be in him. Another, if you delve down that word meter deeper love there it means to breathe after anything listen what are you breathing after listen what has taken your breath away listen we need to fall in love with jesus 
Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. I thank the Lord for my wife. I thank the Lord for my two sons. I thank the Lord for my family. I thank the Lord for my church. But Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. I declare, I admonish you to breathe after God. That's good. That's good. We have to desire God more than anything. What are you desiring today? What are you connected to today? Are you in a kingdom connection? Are you in an entanglement? A kingdom connection gives you life. It empowers you. It gives you strength. It gives you joy. It gives you power. It gives you more of God. It gives you a desire for more of him. An entanglement, it slowly depletes you. It depletes you of the power. It depletes you of life. It depletes you of strength. It depletes you of joy. It depletes your purpose. It depletes and sabotages your God-given destiny. We need to be in a kingdom connection. How do you know when you're in a kingdom connection? How do you know if what you are desiring is a part of the kingdom? You have to seek God, and you have to follow his voice when he speaks to you. God will never lead you astray. And sometimes we desire a thing more so much that we just uh, ignore the voice of God, or we don't even take the time to get quiet with God to hear what he is saying. I know in my personal life there was a time that I desired to be a part of something. I had a longing to be a part of something. And so uh, I, I didn't want to really hear what God had to say about it, but I had to get honest with myself. I had to get honest with my relationship with God. And when I got quiet and I, I began to still myself and hear what God was saying, I knew it was a hard and fast no. I didn't want to hear the no. The no didn't feel good. The no didn't make me happy. But I understand one thing, that the anointing on my life, that what God has given me and placed inside of me is not uh, to be sacrificed. I won't sacrifice it for a fleshly desire. What are you sacrificing today for your fleshly desire? What God-given thing, what God-given talent, what God-given ability, what God-given purpose have you sacrificed to be a part of some man-made thing or to be in relationship with a person that God uh, didn't agree with you being in relationship with? What are you sacrificing today? Um, what moves are you making in relationship that's moving you away from the will of God? A kingdom connection will always bring you closer to the will of God. It will always bring you closer in relationship to God. My relationship with my husband actually brings me closer to my relationship with God because he's the center of our relationship. We're connected in by the kingdom, not just connected because I thought he was this handsome man. I'm grateful that he is handsome. I love him and I love everything about him. But the centerpiece of our relationship is God and the relationship we have with God. It's a kingdom connection. Are you connected through the kingdom or are you entangled? We're talking about why kingdom connections matter. And we are living in a day. We're living in a day where we have so many different names for relationships. Um, people call their relationships situationships. You have friends with benefits. You have uh, spectators. Text-tationships, that's relationships that just happen over text. We have a whole status on Facebook where you can just say it's complicated and so on and so forth. But in kingdom connections and kingdom relationships, it should never be complicated. Now, relationships are complex because we are dynamic people, but it should never be complicated. I want you to know that the Bible says that God, God says that my burden what is easy. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. That means that when you are connected to me, it's not complicated. It's not difficult. I'm not going to break your neck. I'm not going because that's what a yoke does when you're unequally yoked. It breaks the neck of the oxen. But that's but but God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. And so when we are connected through kingdom relationship, it shouldn't be complicated. It shouldn't be a situation. It shouldn't be a friend with benefits. It should be 
a blessing to our life. It should be something that helps us to strive towards our purpose in God. What I love about my relationship with my husband is that we mutually understand the what God has given us, meaning that we understand, I understand his God-given assignment. He understands my God-given assignment, and we are striving to work together to help one another succeed and reach that God-given assignment. In kingdom connection, that thing, that entity, that person that you're connected with will always be empowering you to reach your God-given purpose in life. And entanglement will always be helping you to go further from that God-given purpose and destiny in life. Are you in a kingdom connection today? Or are you in a place of bondage? Is your relationship a kingdom connection? Or is your relationship like Samson, a place where you are being bound over and over again to the point where you no longer have the the thing that God gave you? You're no longer set apart. You're no longer, uh, you no longer have the joy. You no longer have the anointing. You no longer have the gift. What kind of relationship are you in today? That's what you have to ask yourself. Am I in a kingdom connection or am I in an entanglement today? Kingdom connections matter. It's important. We need to be connected to Christ. We need to be in fellowship with the people, the saints of God. We need to be in connection with men and women of God who have a heart and desire to please him, to see his will done, to see his kingdom come in the earth, to see his work expand. Listen, what kind of thing are you connected with today? What have brought you into a place of entanglement? Listen, Delilah was beautiful, but she was feeble. And listen, so oftentimes we are attracted to things in the wrong way. Listen, the enemy knows what we like and what we don't like. And listen, we've allowed some things to weaken our institutions, our marriages. They've weakened our families. They've weakened our churches. They've weakened our communities because we've gone after things that on the surface, they're beautiful. But there's something that is hidden about it that's dangerous. But listen, we need to walk in and behold the beauty of God. We need to understand that strength comes from God. Listen, you don't have to join this or join that to be successful. Listen, it's time for us to in, to marry ourselves to Jesus. Listen, you may be single. You may not be in a relationship with another human being in terms of of. Uh, uh, communal fellowship but listen it's time for you to get in connection with God listen you are not alone listen sometimes we go and join up with something because we're trying to fill a void but listen stay right where you are God has a plan for your life listen you don't have to go get something that looks beautiful on the outside God sees the beauty that you have on the inside he wants you to get your strength from him sometimes we look to find our purpose and our destiny in places and with people who really just have an agenda listen delilah's agenda she was greedy she was after money but listen it's time for us to get a a desire this strong for god to realize that the lord wants us to find our strength in him pastor ashley told us that kingdom connections are there to empower you not weaken you listen where are you weak today they come to give you life and strength look at psalm 147 and 5 says great is our lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. I don't know what you're searching for right now. I don't know what you're longing for right now. But God understands who you are. And he knows what you need. He knows how you feel. And listen, there's beauty. And there's splendor. There's majesty. Just coming to know him. Psalm 96 and 6 says, Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Listen, get to the house of God. I know we're dealing with some weather event right now, but listen, Lord, prepare me. Lord, create in me a clean heart. Make me a sanctuary. Lord, I want you to live on the inside of me. Listen, God sees our humanness. He knows where we are weak. He knows where we're struggling. The psalmist said that in Psalm 40 and 17. As for me, since I'm poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. Listen, God is thinking about you this morning. He's thinking about you this evening. You are my helper. You are my savior. Oh, God, do not delay. Somebody say, I'm waiting on the Lord. Listen, God is waiting on you. There are some things 
that you have entangled yourself with, but it's time for you to get free. Galatians 5 and 1 says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Connect with Christ this morning. Stand firm then and don't be encumbered or entangled by the yoke of slavery. Stand fast in the liberty, the freedom that God has given. Listen, Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Listen, Delilah was a weight. She was there to produce a feebleness. What sin has easily sidetracked you? God has set a race that you are to run. And I want you to know that the kingdom connections matter. Who you're running it with matters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we come to a close, I just want to say um, that Samson, he allowed his what he saw and his uh, fleshly desire to overtake and become greater than his desire for God. And when they cut his hair and it says in verse 20 that the Lord left him, they were able to bind him up. It said they bound him with bronze chains and they gouged out his eyes, that thing, his eye gate, the thing that first attracted him to Delilah. It, they gouged out his eyes. He was blind and they put him in prison where he was to serve uh for all the days of his life, they forced him to grind grain in prison. But then verse 22, I like what it says. It says, but before long, his hair began to grow back. I want you to know that we serve a God that is a God of a second chance. And so if you have found yourself in an entanglement, if you found yourself desiring the things of this world, desiring opportunity, desiring money, desiring uh, relationships that are not of God, more than you are desiring God, you can always repent. You can always turn around and come back to God. It says in verse 22, but before long, his hair began to grow back. Um, and then it goes on to say that in verse 23 to verse 25, that the Philistines, they were touting him and they were mocking him and they were using him and just putting him on display for all of the Philistines to laugh at, you know, because now this guy that was so strong that he tore our city gates is now the weakest link. And so the enemy will do that. He will mock you. He will taunt you. But God will still God will still redeem you. He's already redeemed us. It says while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He will redeem you even in your low place. Even after every mistake that Samson had made, Samson prays a prayer in verse um, 20, 24. When they bring him out and they bring him out to mock and taunt him, Samson says um, in verse 28, I'm sorry, he says, Sovereign Lord, remember me again. Oh, God, please strengthen me just one more time. We serve a God of a second chance. I don't know what your prayer is today. I don't know what your desire is. I don't know what you're desiring from God. I don't know what kind of relationships you've been, but I believe that God can redeem. I believe God can strengthen you one more time. And, and Samson was able to gain his strength, and he tore the Philistine temple with his bare hands because God met his need. God met his prayer and answered his prayer. What do you need to turn away from and come back to God? What do you need to shut the door on so that you can come back to God? What relationship do you need to break free of so that you can come back to God? Because he's waiting. All you have to do is sovereign God, just like Samson said. Sovereign God, remember me again. Hallelujah. We serve a God that's able to redeem us. We serve a God that is able to meet our need, who is able to fill every void and every place of where we've been depleted. He's able to strengthen us in every place of weakness. He's saying, just come back to me. Uh, that place, that place that's been tempting you, that place that's trying to entice you, just let me fill the void. Because he's a God that says, I will give you what? Drink and you will never thirst again. 
he's that type of God where we don't have to continuously uh, be in need for something else, but he will fulfill every need and desire that we have. Are you willing to come back to him today? Are you willing to shut the door on all of these other things uh, that mean you no good, that have no eternal gain for you, that have no uh, blessing for your life, uh, spiritual blessing for your life, no kingdom blessing for your life? Are you willing to shut the door on all these people, places, and things and just tune your ear to God and seek after him with all of your heart today? It's time for you to get your fight back. Samson lost the strength for him to fight when he gave it to Delilah. Listen, the enemy knows where your secret lies. And you say, well, preacher, I've, I've already messed up. I've already had my, my spiritual hair has been cut. But listen, God says, I'm ready to restore you. He's a God of a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance. Listen, there's no condemnation of those in Christ Jesus. It's time for you to get your strength back. But it's not the strength that the world gives, but the strength that comes from God. He understands how difficult it's been. He understands how much you've been attacking. It doesn't seem like you've been able to pray right. You haven't been able to praise right. You haven't been able to do the kingdom thing that God has sent for you to do and lost the influence that he has for you to have because you've been weakened. But listen, the Lord comes to strengthen and empower you first by the word of God. And listen, he says in Hebrews 3 says, the day you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. Listen, how do you find the right connection? You've got to hear God's voice. You've got to listen in his plan. You've got to get it in the forefront of your mind. You've got to follow him, desire him more than anything else. Say, Lord, my desire is you today. Lord, I'm searching for you today. I'm longing for you today, God. You can give what the world can't give. You can do what man can't do. You can solve what I can't solve, God. I thank you this morning that kingdom connections matter. And first of all, Lord, I want to be in right fellowship with you. I want you to take control of my life because I give it to you. I yield it to you this morning. Lord, I've given the enemy permission in other ways. Lord, but this morning, I've closed the door, oh God, to everything that has caused me to lose my fight, to lose my praise, to lose my worship, to lose my purpose, to walk away from my destiny. Lord, I've lied down in love with the wrong thing. I've been made feeble. Listen, I've been drawn to a place. I've been depleted, Lord, by people. But this morning, I need you. I want you. I need you. Just like Samson cried out to you when he needed help. Lord, the Spirit of God came powerfully upon him. And he was able to untangle himself. But because it was because he called on you. And Lord, we call on you today. We call on you today. We bless you today. We need you today. We're waiting on you today. God, our worship, our, our devotion, we give it to you today. And we thank you this morning, God, that you're strengthening our connection with the Holy Spirit. Lord, that you'd refill us again. God, that you'd renew us again, that you'd restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Lord, so many of us, we've grown cold in our love. God, we've gone cold and we've walked away from the purpose that you had for us. And we become weak and feeble. But Lord, we need your strength to fight. The enemy is raging. Things are changing and turning. But Lord, we don't want to lose the strength that you've given us to fight against every spiritual Philistine that has come to attack our families, to attack our communities. Lord, we thank you today that power belongs to God and our strength is made perfect in you. So, Lord, we thank you for coming, for coming to see about us. God, to, to that void, that place that's empty, that you'd fill it for us, that we would lack anything in any way. And God, Every relationship we're in, God, that has a kingdom purpose, that you would strengthen it, that you would help us to walk closer to it. And everything that is broken, fellowship, and caused us to lose our anointing and lose 
our strength of faith and courage that we would break away from it. In the name of Jesus, everything that looked beautiful, that felt good, that looked good, that, that wasn't God, that was pleasing to our flesh, but it ultimately pulled us away from our purpose. Lord, draw us back. Take us back to the place where you first started in us, where we first believed and we trusted you. And we weren't trusting in giving our strength away. But Lord, we're getting it and we're gaining it because we're connected to the kingdom and Christ lives on the inside of us. We are fastened and joined together. The entanglements are broken today. Oh God, we thank you that you have set us free. And who you set free is free indeed. And Lord, we don't want to be bound anymore. We don't want to be bound by the systems of men, but we want to be free so we can pursue your kingdom agenda. And Lord, give us, help us to see and to know and to discern the right connections, the right relationships. Lord, help us not to be enticed away because of a seed the enemy is planted to tell us something different than what we know to be the truth. God, we thank you that we would be men and women that would seek to know you and to honor you and please you in everything we do, in every place we go, in how we live. And we praise you for it now in Jesus' name. You may have heard this message this morning. And you said, I'm challenged this morning. There are some connections in my life that aren't right. There are some things that have weakened my walk with God. And I want to break free from it today. We want to pray with you. We're, we, Even as we pray now, we just believe that there are some chains breaking, breaking off of your life. I want you to let go of Delilah, that feeble place, that feeble thing, that thing that looked beautiful, that felt good, that was pleasing to you in the moment but it has caused you to lose your anointing. You say, I don't know what the anointing is. It's the ability of God to get things done, to make a difference, a kingdom difference, a kingdom impact, a kingdom influence, because you've been given a kingdom identity. You know who you are. You know what God has called you to do, and you're not going to allow anything to hinder or distract you or to pull you away. Lord, we thank you that you are God that saves, that heals, delivers, and set free. And you don't have a plot against us, God, but your plan was to empower us, to equip us, to have a rich and satisfying and abundant life in Jesus Christ. And so I thank you even now that someone right now, they're being transformed by this word. They're being changed by your power. Pray this with me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner. Lord, I've been made weak by sin. I've allowed the, the enemy, the system of men, of evil to rule me, but I don't want to be ruled by it any longer. I believe Jesus got up from the grave and he was risen. And he is risen. And he has all power to break every entanglement off of my life. Lord, I want to be saved. And I thank you for saving me. I thank you for strengthening and empowering me to help me to be able to fight and to run this race that you've given me to run. God, I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we want you to write us at prayer at the remnantchurch.tv. We want to know who you are. We want you to connect with the people of God. We here at the Remnant Church, we love you. We want to see you blessed. We, God wants you to belong. So many of us, we belong to the wrong thing. But listen, it's time for you to belong to the, to the kingdom. It's time for you to come in to the church. What is the church? The one that have been called out. God is calling you out. And he's calling you into something greater. Listen, he has a purpose and a plan for your life.
kingdom connections matter. We want you to connect with us here at the Remnant Church. We're a loving church. We're a family church. We want you to come and be a part of our family because we are connected by the blood of Jesus Christ. Listen, it covers a multitude of sins. There's nobody perfect. We've all made mistakes. But listen, this is your time to be blessed. Listen, the blood, amen, it unites us. It's the fabric that brings us together. And listen, we want you to join us. You want to be a member of our church. You want to know more about us. Please let us know who you are. Visit our website, www.theremnantchurch.tv. We want you to be in our a database. We want to correspond with you. We want you to come and worship with us when we are back in the building on next Sunday. Uh, we're at 10101 East Reno Avenue in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Listen, at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning, you are welcome here. We believe God has something for you, and he wants you to come into fellowship with him. It's time for you to get and solidify some kingdom connections because they matter. Listen, if you need prayer today, if you're sick, we want to pray with you. We're even praying right now. If you're dealing with COVID or any other sickness or disease, we believe that God's a healer. And listen, if it's time for you to connect in his power through power of prayer, it changes things. And we just believe God is a healer. And he's moving in your life right now. Lift up your hands wherever you are and connect in the Holy Ghost and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need your touch. I need your healing. I need your strength. I need your help. I need you to hold me in your hand. Lord, I want you, oh God, to come the more in my life. I need you to break this entanglement of sickness, this entanglement of disease. Lord, strengthen me. Heal me right now. In the name of Jesus, I give you praise, Lord. Let darkness be broken and curses be broken off of my life. Lord, I thank you. God, that you'd come into my every weakness, and God, that you would rise up and cause everything that's not like you to be scattered off of my life and broken in the name of Jesus. I give you praise and thank you for you a healer, and we are healed by your stripes. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Amen. Just come on and thank God wherever you are. Thank him. Amen. If you know Jesus this morning, if you rededicated your life to him lord i thank you for the kingdom connection i thank you for the kingdom plan i thank you for the kingdom man jesus christ i love you and i bless you and i honor you with my life amen we want to take this time to allow you to share with us in the worship of giving we believe god has a kingdom plan and but we need kingdom and resources and kingdom people to share in the work of God so we can continue to get the word out and we can ra raise up s programs and services to help people to learn and know more about God, to raise and strengthen our young people and the families and to, to bring hope to those that need it. We need your help. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us, to tithe to the ministry, the 10% of your income and increase uh, to honor God with the first fruit of your increase. We want you to connect, amen, with the people of God, with the work of God, with the people of God. And listen, we want this opportunity. You can go to our website at www.theremnantchurch.tv and you can give there. You also can give via Cash App at Remnant Church OKC. Listen, you can go to our website, there is a platform called Continue to Give or PayPal, and you can give electronically. You can write us. You can give via the mail, Post Office Box 30184, Midwest City, Oklahoma, 73140, and we will uh, receive your offering there. We want you to be blessed. We don't want you to miss this opportunity to share and to sow into the kingdom. We believe that God loves a cheerful giver. Listen, we don't give selfishly or out of compulsion, but we give out of a place of rejoicing and cheerfulness because we realize that the Lord is the one that has blessed us. And so we will bless and honor him with what he has deposited into our life. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. We want you to sow. We're going to uh, say our confession and we're going to pray uh, this prayer that we always worship in giving. 
And we want you to say this with us and declare this word over your finances that you give electronically or give through the mail. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak, I speak your, your word over my finances. I worship you with my tithes, which are the first fruits of my increase and my offering. I believe the windows of heaven are opening over my life. Thank you for doors of opportunity opening. I am a giver. I will not lack. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. Thank you for meeting all of my needs according to your riches and glory. I will continue to prosper and be in good health. I'm a good, a good steward over my increase. I speak health, wealth, favor, life, prosperity, and wholeness over my life, my family, and remnant church. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for those who have sold into the work of God this morning. We thank you, God, for opening up the windows of heaven, pouring out a blessing over their life. We thank you that curses are broken and blessings are released. We ask that you meet every need. We thank you that we would lack nothing, that we would be whole in every area. And we give you praise for this now, for prosperity and favor in this year, in this season. We thank you for promotions on the job. We thank you for business opportunities. We thank you, God, for kingdom connections in 2021. In Jesus' name, amen.